Hi, everyone. This is Dana. The new season of Kerning Cultures starts at the end of January, and we're really excited for what we've got lined up for you. So before it starts, me and the rest of the team wanted to get on a call together to talk about what we're most looking forward to and what we've learned from producing this season. Here's me talking to the amazing producers Zina Duaidad, Alex Atak, and Nadine Shakid. Can I prompt the questions? Because yeah, of course. You guys have been working on these episodes. Okay, so I think my first question would be to each and every one of you, out of all those stories that we are doing this season, like what was the interview that was most surprising to you? The most surprising interview for me um Alex and I did an interview with someone who was on the ground in Syria trying to protect something that he thought was very valuable to him. When I held these artifacts, I was in agony because I knew they would leave the country sooner or later. I would just take photos and document them. That's the most I could do, hoping that one day they would find their way back to Syria. And I think his sheer willpower and determination and like courage to do what he was doing day in and day out for years um, at a time when it really was scary and dangerous and he really was putting his life and other people's lives on the lines to to be able to do his work and he did it with such willfulness I thought that it was so surprising to me not mm. in the sense that you know uh, surprising like oh, what a surprise, you know, but just his his determination and like his commitment to it was unlike anything I've ever seen in someone. Mm. It was just so incredible to be able to interview him. I think it was a, a huge reality check for <laughs> for me and, you know, really put the story into perspective. I mean, there's, there's a couple of episodes where we touch on the theme of like how far people are willing to d- go to preserve their their culture or their history or their country's culture or history. And um, we're working on this other episode, which I worked on with Salsan Abdullahi, one of the other Kerning Cultures producers, uh, about this team of radio station employees from Hargeisha who, you know, in the days before they fled the civil war in the late 1980s, like took all of their cassettes from the radio station they worked at and literally buried them in in the ground like dug dug a bunker and like buried them and they didn't come back out until years later and then when they did they were like this kind of one-off record of all these songs and all these poems and all of these plays and even like voice notes like 1980s voice notes that families would send to one another but it again it was like the same thing of just like wow i mean if you don't just the the kind of willfulness and the determination and just the risk involved in like preserving something that it's kind of hard to see the importance of at the time, you know, cassette tapes. I can't imagine having that kind of foresight or bravery to like um, preserve something or, you know, know how important something's going to be in the future. But um, it kind of echoed that that same story that you just mentioned, Zaina, for me. One thing that I think we've done differently in this season is that I feel like the stories are um, somehow a lot bigger than ones that we've done before. Uh, we've some, I think, because we took 
we had we had so many other things going on at the same time. Somehow it allowed us more time to work on those stories, whether that was on purpose or not. But it gave us a little bit m like the advantage of time that I think we haven't gotten in other seasons. So I wonder if you guys can chat a little bit about how what that means to have the stories be a little bit bigger and to sit with them for such a long period of time. And and I'm thinking also about like the, 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 the Me Too movement in Egypt and how time allowed for actually a lot of changes in that story, you know, characters dropped and then re-added and then things moved. And I wonder if we can reflect a little bit about the bigness of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this, about how time allowed me to get closer to my sources in a way. Because when initially Zena had pitched a story, it was more for last season and we had it pegged for then. So when we decided to do the story like 18 months to, um, I think a year later or something around that time, suddenly our sources didn't want to talk. And the main person who had come back to Zena, who would have been our main character, just told, just didn't respond. She ghosted her completely. Um, and and it's sort of understandable because like a lot had happened in the movement. There, it had experienced what an activist called the quieting. And people were sort of scared and naturally like apprehensive of the media. So then, you know, I think what we did was like, talk to you know anyone approach anyone and everyone and try to convince them to talk and i think it was a lot of sending emails and just you know saying uh look we want to do the story differently we really care about it it's really close to us um and just telling people that you know we want to really do the story justice and trying to convince them using you, you know just using our persuasion skills everything we can to sort of get them on board um and I think people, you know, understood that. And, and over time, they were able to um, open up and, and meet with us. What, what did it mean for the story that you were able to kind of do that? And like, how, how did it change the final, um, the way the story turned out in the end? Yeah, so I think um, for the story, like building this repertoire with people just... Um, uh, help them get out of this fragile spot they were in. So ob obviously they were able to open up more and share more. Um, and I think um, that served really served the story well. Um, and also for us, I think we, I, for me, I felt that I was breaking the journalistic wall, so to speak, like, you know, this feeling that you're, you know, a journalist and this is your source, um, you know, feeling uh, like you're close to the story, just, um, it, it it made you want to really report it better, uh, but also tell it from from an intimate and personal space uh, or position. I think we struggled a bit internally, maybe uh, I, I, with season uh, was it season one and probably season two to an extent because of the pandemic. We all had to just like report and produce the stories basically from home. Uh, we weren't really able to travel anywhere and like. Uh, I, you know, not able to just like be in the room with somebody and not able to just like go and collect tape, like scene tape, I think sort of weighed on our production a little bit. But I think this season it's been really fun just having people being able to just go and do things again. Like we sent our colleague Heba Fifi to a wedding in Cairo where there was a camel component that I'm still not entirely sure <laughs> like what was going on at that wedding. Um 
and having Leith go to the Mojave Desert um, and having Zena go to Sweden to report her story. So I, I like, I think the thing I'm really excited about this season is like having all of those stories that feel very like present and like in the place that they're about instead of doing all of our interviews over Zoom. I mean, we've done a lot of that still because the pandemic's still happening, but we've had these little windows where we've been able to go out and meet people face to face and actually record stuff happening in front of the microphones, um, which I'm, I think is, I, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Is, are there like moments that made you laugh in this season? Definitely having Hibba go to the Cairo wedding, camel wedding was like some of the best tape I've like sat through. I think the camel is about to lift off. It was just, it was like half an hour of, Hibber just in the mic like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> you're like you can't see what's going on you're just trying to guess oh my god, does, oh my god it does not look stable <laughs> oh my god I think it's gonna fall okay so oh my god no um but that was really entertaining to listen to has there been an episode this season where you feel like you found something completely new so so new or so far apart from anything that you've read or seen or or heard online i mean mm. so many of our stories even the historical ones we do rely so much on books and articles and mm. um experts telling us something but was there a story where you felt like you clicked something into place that just hadn't where that link or that change just hadn't been made before my God, I, I could say like every story this season, I've had a like, what the f moment, <laughs> honestly. Like every, every, every episode, I'm like surprised and shocked and learned something very, very new. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. every single one. And I think that's the joy actually of this season is that, well, that's what we strive for. Usually in every episode of KC, we want to have that, oh my God, what moments, you know? And I think this is the, the, one of the first seasons that I feel like every single story just like blows me away and teaches me something absolutely surprising. Like I, every single one, even the, the, even when, even in the moments of like tragedy that, that make you feel really shitty, like the Me Too story, like kills you you know but but it's a moment that you're just taken aback at the magnitude of something or at the power of 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 the story um yeah i would say every single story and that's actually why I, i'm most excited about about this season yeah me too um that feels like a good place to end okay cool so um i'll make a drop Kerning Cultures Season 3 starts at the end of January. Make sure you're subscribed to our feed on whichever podcast app you use so you don't miss a single episode. See you soon. Bye.